I was chatting to David Nolan, past guest and friend of the show there recently, and he said to me, he goes, Oh, Frano, I, I see you're, um, I see you're, you're doing the podcast again. I go, I am indeed, yeah, yeah, back at it. Yeah, 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 because uh, yeah, I saw a lot of stuff there on, on, on Instagram, just your, you're, 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 you're doing a lot of stuff, are you? And I went, yeah, well, I'm, um, I'm, I'm doing a, an episode a day for Lent. Oh, right, okay, fuck. That was basically the interaction, to cut a long story short. But what it had me thinking afterwards was, now he, he never really listened, which is obviously fine, he follows me on Instagram, off the lead official, at off the lead official or whatever the fuck. So he'd be going about his day and whenever he's on Instagram, he'd see the odd post from me, but hasn't seen anything for six months. He's completely forgotten the whole off the lead thing exists. And then all of a sudden, oh, there's an off the lead post. Haven't seen one of them in ages. Oh, there's another one the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day. This is what episode fucking 16. I think it's 17. I think I double up in the number somewhere along the way. But anyway, but it just got me thinking, even if he listened to a couple of the episodes, He'd have no way of knowing that I was going to do one a day for fucking seven weeks, or six weeks even. The whole length thing. He'd have to listen to the very first episode to have known that. And the odds of him listening to the very first episode are slim enough, because if you're a fucking mad fan and you saw a post and you're like, holy fuck, he's back, you'd be straight to episode number one. But that type of person is fucking few and far between in the grand scheme of things. So most people will see, oh, he's he's at the podcast again, I must give that a listen someday. And they'll probably read the blurb on Instagram, and whenever one kind of piques their attention or floats their boat or whatever way you want to put it, they might go, ah, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll give that particular one a listen, because I have an interest in whatever the fuck I'm talking about on whatever given day. But it just got me thinking, I should at the very least have at the top of my Instagram post, above the blurb, this is, I'm doing an episode a day for every day of Lent. This is episode 16 of 42. Another episode tomorrow. Now, I'm going to have to narrow it down. You want it in a sentence. Like, you want it to be clear and concise. So that people know what the fuck is up. Because one of the things that differs about doing them daily like this, or how I, how I have been doing them daily like this, is they're sequential. I've done series before and you could listen to episode 40, then episode 5, then episode 6, then episode 2 and it wouldn't matter a damn because one is about sphincters and another one is about the pharmaceutical industry and another one is about religion or whatever the hell I end up talking about. But this episode, for the most part, has been about a kind of a mixture of a lot of different things that all fall under the one umbrella. Identity might be that umbrella, I'm not sure, but there's been a lot of talk about personality and identity. They've been, I suppose, the the two main themes that I've been speaking about in this particular season. And that's because, as I keep saying, it's just something that I had to get out of me. It's something that I have a huge interest in and I want to, I feel the need to kind of exercise it from myself just to to get it out there so that I can move on. And there's there's something to that. So one thing that I've mentioned before, and it's kind of generic advice if you're, especially if you're ruminating. So if you if you've got negative thoughts and they're cycling, they're going, you're going over and over and over. That time you said this thing, or that thing you did at the weekend, or what that person thinks of you because of something that they think you said or did. 
if if those thoughts are just going round and round in your head, or might and the thoughts mightn't be in relation to somebody else. They might be, I'm fat, I'm useless, I'm just negative thoughts. Anything that makes you feel bad about yourself. If you find yourself kind of repeating those things over and over and over again, what really helps is to write them down. Because in your head, you'll say, I'm a fat loser a thousand times in the day. But you won't write the words, I'm a fat loser, I'm a fat loser, I'm a fat loser, I'm a fat loser a thousand times. You'll write it once and it'll be on the page and be like, OK, I've, I've put that on the page. You'll go on to the next one. You know, I, I don't have any money. I've, I don't have any friends. Whatever it is, whatever the thing is that's bothering you or whatever the multiple things are that are bothering you, you'll write them down. But you'll get to four or five. Now, maybe you're fucking doing really bad and you'll get to 10 or 20 or even more. But the idea being there's a limit and the limit isn't that high. Let's say it's five or 10 things. You write them down. You're like, OK, there are my problems. And you can kind of move on a little bit. You've, you've gotten it out of your system. But with thoughts, you repeat those fucking things in your head over and over and over and over endlessly. And it, all it does is drag you further down. It just makes you more depressed, sadder, less fucking fulfilled. You've less meaning in your life. You, you, you're focused too much on the negative. You're looking at the hole and not the donut, to quote that cliche. But writing them down can A, make you appreciate that there mightn't be that many of them, and B, you might be able to actually see them, see them for what they are, and maybe write a little sentence beside one of them. Let's say, let's say you write down five things that are bothering you about yourself. Use that as, make them, head, make them headings, and write a couple of sentences underneath it of what you could do to get over it. So let's say you're, you're complaining about yourself that you're fat or that you're ugly or whatever, you're slow or you're not fit or whatever. Let's say just sticking with that... You've, you've eaten too much, basically. But what are you going to fucking do about it? Write down one or two things that you could do about it. And don't be going into, oh, yeah, I'm going to have a six-pack in fucking six months. You have to address it. And this is you can use this as an exemplar for all your fucking problems, basically. Use this as a template, for, for want of a better term. Let's say you've, you've put on, you're not happy with your weight, you're not happy with your figure. Identify the worst things that you're doing. Maybe you're pounding chocolate in the evenings. Maybe you're drinking too much beer. Deal with the worst thing. And don't get rid of it entirely. Let's say if you're eating fucking, I don't know, five Snickers every evening before you go to bed. Like, reduce it to three. And do that for a month. Only have three Snickers every evening for a month. Then reduce it to two. Then reduce it to one. Then reduce it to one every other night. Because you've got the rest of your fucking life to sort this shit out. And all ruminating over it does is perpetuate. You're whatever age you are now. I'm 38. And I'm not particularly happy with my own figure as it happens. Now, I've got a body that most fucking lads give their left nut for for the most part. But that doesn't matter. I'm not happy. But I'm a lot happier than I was fucking this time two years ago. And I'll be a hell of a lot happier this time six months and this time 12 months from now. Because for a start, I've identified that as one thing that I'm not particularly happy about myself. Or I've identified it at least as something that there's room for improvement in. And there's something to that. There's something to the idea of identifying the problem or problems. And once you've identified the problems, identifying the problems is the first step. The second step is coming up with with something that you could do towards alleviating that problem. Not solving it entirely, just something that you could do 
that you could implement more or less immediately that wouldn't cost you fucking anything really a tiny little bit of effort again you're going from eating five snickers to eating four snickers and I suppose one thing that I haven't really mentioned that much before, but I think I might start mentioning, because I think it's an integral part in in initiating change of any description, and it's getting help. And I don't mean seeing a fucking shrink or going to the doctor. I mean, you need to be part of a community of people who are looking to do the same thing. So, 100 metre sprinters hang around with 100 metre sprinters. Bodybuilders go to the gym with other bodybuilders. People who want to lose weight will lose the weight. They have a better chance of losing the weight if they get involved with somebody else or a group of other people who are all focused towards the same goal. And depending on what it is that is your problem, there mightn't be a club or a group nearby you to give you a dig out. There mightn't be that community. And when there isn't that community, you have to invent that community. Or at least strive to invent that community. And I suppose that's a, I suppose a big component part of why I do what I do. I've always, my head has been always chocker full of these fucking thoughts and musings on absolutely everything and everyone. But I never really had, never had anybody to talk to about it. Because, you know, people were too fucking busy with either their lives or supporting Liverpool or United or talking about the game or talking about the pub or talking about the football or talking about all these different things that I didn't have any interest in. And I never found a group, not that I fucking bent over backwards looking for it now by any means, but there was never a group for me, there was never a group of people that I could kind of confide in and that I could talk to about all these fucking things that were going through my head. And what I've done with off the lead is by default or accident or happenstance or whatever way you want to define it. There's a couple of people that I do fucking talk to about these different things. And it's great because again, it's like if it's like if you're looking to put on fucking body mass, you want to be hanging around with other people who are the, of the same persuasion. You want to hang around bodybuilders. You want to lose weight. You want to hang around with people who are also losing weight. You want to run a fucking marathon, join a running club. You want to be a cyclist, the best way to do it is A, buy a bike, spun cycles, B, join a fucking cycling group. Because to a large degree, you are a product of your environment. And a huge component part of your environment is the people you surround yourself with. And a a key component of the people you surround yourself with are the people you surround yourself with by choice. Because we're all surrounded, hopefully, by our families but we don't choose our families we don't choose our neighbours you're kind of stuck with them to a large degree but your friends are are slightly different and I say slightly different because there's a type of friend that I would call a legacy friend there are people in my life who are only really in my life because they've been in my life and if I was to wipe the slate clean and progress forward with the rest of my life and I had to choose which friends to to bring with me on the rest of my journey I wouldn't be picking all the guys that I would consider to be friends of mine I don't think because a lot of them are as I call them legacy friends and that's that's fucking harsh but maybe they've changed maybe they've stayed the same maybe you've changed but I suppose the, the wider point is if your paths aren't aligned And particularly if they're at odds with each other. So for me personally, I'm all about self-improvement. I'm all about 
building a better life for myself and my family and my extended friends and network of people around me. I want to do good by myself and the people around me. And if somebody is antithetical to that, then I need to distance myself from them people because they'll fucking drag you down. Now, you want to help people as best you can, but you have to appreciate if somebody has been on a fucking downward spiral for the last 10 fucking years or more, and you've done everything that you can to try and give them a fucking dig out and try and be there for them, but they're just going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. At some point, you need to step back from these fucking people. And that's people who aren't really negatively affecting you. If you've got toxic people in your life, you need to get rid of them for a fucking start. And I've done a good job of ridding myself from those people because those people fucking do nothing but drag you down. And I've said it before, we, we are a product of our environment. Epigenetics is another episode that I'd, I'd love to concentrate a little bit more time on, but it's essentially the idea that you could have the genetics to be a world-class swimmer, but those genetics are never going to come to the surface or you're never going to actually realise that you have these genetics if you don't learn how to fucking swim. To take a real base example, look at a lion. Take a lion cub and bring it into your home and raise it side by side with your kids and play with it every day and give it the best life you could in a you know an apartment in fucking Dublin or wherever the fuck you are. It'll still be a lion. It's still got a lion's genetics. It's not going to magically transform into anything remotely like a human. It's a lion. But it won't have the killer instinct of a lion that's grown up in the wild. It won't be, it, it'll be a, a shadow of its, of its actual self. It'll be domesticated, like literally, to use my own terminology. And that's what we've become. We've become domesticated. We've become watered down versions of ourselves. We've become fangless. And like I said at the start of this episode, in an effort to kind of circle round, circle back to it and, and end this, the first part of solving a problem is identifying it. And on that note, I'll chat to you tomorrow.